Welcome or welcome back. This is the Duly Noted Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy. Thanks for tuning in, and before we get started, quick disclaimer. Once again, this is not a well-researched, put-together, educational-type podcast, but is instead just my thoughts and feelings on concepts I'm still learning. That being said, I do not recommend you quote me. This is just food for thought. So at some point in our lives, most of us have heard of the infamous law of attraction and what we can achieve with it in our corner. For those of us, however, who have never heard of it, the law of attraction is, as defined by the lawofattraction.com, the ability to attract into our lives whatever we are focusing on. Okay, so that doesn't sound like it makes any logical sense whatsoever. How is it that by simply thinking about something, I can have it? If that was the case, wouldn't I have a mansion by now? Well, that is a fair argument. Some say, however, that there is a science to it. Now, before I explain, I just want to address that I am not necessarily an advocate for the law of attraction, but I'm instead, just like you, learning about it. Now on to the science. The first explanation we have is quantum physics. According to applythelawofattraction.com, the science behind and around this law can be found in quantum physics, neuroscience, and biology. One of the founding fathers of quantum physics, Max Planck, once said, as a man who has devoted his whole life to the most clear-headed science, to the study of matter, I can tell you as a result of my research about the atoms this much. There is no matter as such. All matter originates and exists only by virtue of a force which brings the particles of an atom to vibration and holds this most minute solar system of the atom together. We must assume behind this force the existence of a conscious and intelligent mind. The mind is the matrix of all matter. I got a little bit lost myself, so to put it simply, matter isn't exactly there, but it is. And there is a mind behind the existence of the universe. This mind is known to some as the infinite consciousness. None of this makes sense, and I'm spouting rubbish. I know, it seems that way, but just hold on a minute. The belief in this infinite consciousness is similar to religious beliefs as it states in some way, shape, or form that we are part of this consciousness and the consciousness can influence both matter and events. Research shows that prayer, which in this research was considered a method of manifestation, interestingly influenced events that were prayed for and that what was prayed for was more likely to happen. Now, of course, there is the argument that other factors are in play among such studies. In that case, I say yes, that is a highly probable possibility. However, I also ask you, what does it cost you to believe? 
Before we go on with further explanation, I do understand the judgment and disbelief you feel towards something that seems so improbable and frankly stupid. But in that case, I would like to ask you what it takes to just regularly think about your goals and aspirations. Nothing. It neither costs you money nor value-based resources. Much like wearing a mask, but it costs us nothing to wear one. In that way, it once again costs you nothing to believe. Now back to the clusterfuck of research and belief that is the explanation for this law. We move on to our next point, the universal law of want. Unlike the quantum physics-based explanation, this is a more digestible option. The law of want is a personal term for something I don't know the terminology of, but for now, let's just roll with it. It basically states that the repetition or constant focus on an objective gives way for subconscious implementations of actions supporting the achievement of that objective. Basically, if you think about it enough, you will start doing it at some point. Have you ever thought about exercise so much you guilt-tripped yourself into exercising? Or thought about food so much you became hungry? Or thought about a show so much you watched it immediately you got home? Although these all seem very trivial in comparison to the things you actually want to use the law of attraction on, you'll notice that whatever big thing you want to do is a series of smaller actions, allowing you to focus on one minor goal at a time. The phrase out of sight, out of mind backs this theory of want. As you forget to tend to most of the things that you can't see, such as that journal you bought a month ago that you haven't used because you haven't thought about it, and you haven't thought about it because you haven't seen. Often, when we think, as humans, we have the ability to visualize those thoughts, seeing how it would look, feel, where it would be, and thereby generating action pathways towards that goal. The presence of this law gives meaning to otherwise meaningless actions of thinking about things. Being that the more you think of something, the more likely you are to achieve it. Now in this episode, we have talked about some of the sciences behind the law of attraction. The first being an underexplained hypothesis in quantum physics and the existence of the infinite consciousness, and the second being the law of want. I hope you enjoyed this week's topic. Tell me what you think about it. Should I do another episode on this? If not, what would you like to see? And you can do all of this by following me on Instagram as well as on Twitter. It's been the Duly Noted Podcast and I will see you next week.